It has been years since science delivered the answers to old age, disease, and degeneration. Suddenly, death came only by accident or by choice. But when overpopulation became a problem, a very real problem, it resulted in policies of population control. Now, all births are required to be met by a volunteer for death. Someone to vacate their position on this world to make room for another. One in, one out. This is the way it has come to be. The maternity ward of the Chicago Lying-In Hospital is a pretty quiet place these days. I was only there to paint a mural. But Mr. Welling, he was there for his children. Excuse me, Mr. Welling? Yes. A doctor Hitz asked me to let you know that he'll be here to speak with you very soon. Okay. Wow! Hey, that new mural is amazing! The gardens are beautiful! Everyone is pitching in to do their part. It looks so perfect, so real. I can practically imagine I'm standing in the middle of it. What makes you think you're not in it? It's called the Happy Garden of Life, you know? Oh, that's Dr. Hitz there, isn't it? He's so handsome, such a striking man. You've really done him well. There are still so many faces to be filled in. Are, are they all coming from here in the hospital? No, not all of them. These figures here, the ones in white, planting and tilling the soil... They're the doctors and nurses from here at the hospital. But these other figures here, the ones in purple, pruning and weeding, they'll be members from the local, uh, you know, down at the easy go. Oh, right, of course. It must be nice to be able to make such beautiful murals. You think I'm proud of this? This drivel? Do you think this is my idea of what life is really like? <sighs> well then, what is your idea of what life looks like? This. This drop cloth I'm standing on? That's a good picture of it. All splatter and chaos. Frame that and you'll have a picture a damn sight more honest than this thing on the wall. Well, you're a gloomy old Gus, ain't ya? That a crime, is it? Hey, if you don't like it here, Grandpa, you know what they say. To be or not to be. It's not just the question, it's the contact number. When I decide it's time to go, it won't be down at this sheep dip. I can tell you that. You won't catch me taking a trip down to the cannery. Oh, a do-it-yourselfer, eh? Messy business there, Grandpa. Why don't you have a little consideration for the people left behind, you know? The ones who clean up after you? The world could use a good deal more mess, if you ask me. Good luck with that, Grandpa. Yeah. But I better get back to work Stop. now. Who cares? Did Whatever. you say something there, buddy? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Huh? No, nothing.
Excuse me, is this where I'm supposed to come? Well, that would depend. And I'm going to guess from your purple PJs that you're not here to have a baby. The Bureau of Termination Office told me that I was supposed to pose for some picture here. My name is Leora Duncan. And you dunk people? Excuse me? Uh, nothing. Skip it. Uh, hold on. I've got the list here. Duncan, Duncan, Duncan. Uh, yeah, yeah, here we are. Ah, it says that you are entitled to be immortalized. Do you see any faceless body here you'd like me to stick your head on? Hmm, gee, they're all the same to me. I don't know anything about art. A body is a body, eh? Okay, as a master of the fine arts, I recommend this one here, bringing the dried stalks to the incinerator. Well, that's more disposal people, isn't it? I'm in service. I don't do any disposing. <laughs> you say you don't know anything about art, and then in the next breath you prove you know more than I do. Of course the sheave carrier is wrong for the hostess. A snipper. A pruner. That's more your line. Here. This figure here, pruning the branch from the apple tree? How about her? Oh my, that puts me right next to Dr. Hitz. And that upsets you? Good gracious, no. It's such an honour. Ah, you admire him then? Who doesn't admire him? Such a handsome and distinguished man. At 240 years old, he's still as fit and healthy as any man in his prime. And you do know, of course, that it was Dr. Hitz who was responsible for setting up the first municipal gas chamber in Chicago. Nothing would please me more than to put you next to him for all time. Here, sawing off a limb. Does that strike you as appropriate? Well, that is kind of like what I do. What you really do is make people comfortable while you kill them. Excuse me? Uh, uh, nothing. I was just saying that you should make yourself comfortable. Well, well, Miss Duncan, what are you doing here? This isn't where people go out. This is where they come in. Oh, Dr. Hitz, um, we're going to be in the same picture together. Good! And say, isn't that some grand picture? I sure am honoured to be in it with you, Dr. Hitz. Let me say, I'm honoured to be in it with you as well. Without women like you... This wonderful world we've got wouldn't be possible. I salute you, Miss Duncan. Oh, Miss Duncan, guess what was just born? Um, I can't. Triplets, Miss Duncan. Triplets! Triplets? That means three volunteers for the Bureau of Termination. Have the parents made the arrangements? Last I heard they had one, uh, but we're trying to scrape up another two. Oh, I don't think they made it. Nobody made three appointments with us. Nothing but singles coming through today. Unless somebody called after I left, what's the name? Welling. Edward K. Welling Jr. is the name of the happy father to be. Ah, Mr. Welling, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Mr. Welling, uh, I've just had message that your triplets have been born. Uh, they're all fine. So's the mother. Um, we can go see them now if you want. <laughs> Hooray. You don't sound very happy, Mr. Welling. What man wouldn't be happy in my position? All I have to do is decide which of my three children is to survive, and then deliver my maternal grandfather to the happy hooligan, and finally come back here with a receipt. 
You don't believe in population control, Mr. Welling? Oh, I think it's just marvellous. Well, would you like to go back to the good old days when the population of the Earth was 20 billion, about to go to 40 billion, then 80 billion, 160 billion? Do you know what a druplet is, Mr. Welling? <laughs> no. A druplet, Mr. Welling, is one of those knobs, one of those little pulpy grains of a blackberry. Without population control, human beings would be packed on the surface of this planet like druplets on a blackberry. Think of it. Back when the water was running out and the people fought over scraps of seaweed to eat, before the scientists stepped in and laid down the law, back then, people still insisted on their right to reproduce like jackrabbits and their right, if possible, to live forever. I want those kids. I want all three of them. Of course you do, Mr. Welling. That's only human. And I don't want my grandfather to die either. Nobody's really happy about taking a close relative to the cat box, Mr. Welling. I wish people wouldn't call it that. What? I wish people wouldn't call it the cat box and other things like that. It gives people the wrong impression. Oh, my apologies, Miss Duncan. Um, you're absolutely right. Please forgive me. I should use the proper name. Uh, Ethical Suicide Studio. That sounds much better. This child of yours, Mr Welling, whichever you decide to keep, he or she will live on a happy, roomy, clean, rich planet thanks to population control. In a garden, like that mural there. Two centuries ago, when I was a young man, it was a hell that nobody thought could last another 20 years. Now, centuries of peace and plenty stretch before us as far as the imagination cares to travel. Mr Welling! <laughs> Dr Hitz! Well, there's room for one... A great big one. Please, no! It's only death, Miss Duncan. Now that's room for two. And for the third of my dear children. Goodbye. At first, I couldn't move down from my painter's ladder. I was struck by the contrast of the sudden silence after the chaos. I was struck by the brutality of what had just occurred in front of me. I was struck by the hypocrisy of life so demanding to be born, so demanding to multiply, so demanding to live forever, and yet so willing to deny that to another. The wants of mankind weigh heavy on such a small planet, and I can see no good coming from it. I mused for a moment on the thought that in the end, for me, it wouldn't be sacrifice. It wouldn't be duty. No. I was simply tired. That's a fine mess you've made there, Mr. Welling. A fine mess indeed. You know, you may be onto something there. But not like that. Okay, Nexie. Call the cat box. Would you like to call the Federal Bureau of Termination? Yes. Connecting. Ethical Suicide Studio. How may I help you today? How soon can I get an appointment? We could probably fit you in late this afternoon, sir. It might be sooner if we get a cancellation. Alright. Fit me in. Thank you, sir. Your city thanks you. Your country thanks you. And your planet thanks you. But the deepest thanks of all is from future generations. Now if I could just get some details, sir. Could you spell your name, please? First, first, first. 
You have been listening to Room for Three, an audio drama adaptation of the Kurt Vonnegut short story, To Be or Not To Be. Room for Three is the first audio drama adaptation created by the gang behind Malthus the Fictional. Audio drama adaptation written, produced, and directed by me, Eric Kershaw. Music by Andrew Nolan, and featuring the voices of John Dick as The Orderly, David Schilt as Mr. Edward K. Welling Jr., Eric Kershaw, that's me, as The Painter, Kelly Medhurst as Leora Duncan, Andrew Nolan as Dr. Hitz, and Geo Chan as The Operator. For more information and future releases, find Malthus the Fictional on Facebook and probably pretty soon other social media outlets too. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed our first and... Stay tuned for more.